0: Bad. what community sounds like stay open hey guys this is chris from tap the craft i want to tell you about a new partner that we have for the show b cups b cups is the world's first line of style specific beer cups for people on the go whether by the beach pool hiking or on the boat bee cups are great for any place you can't use glassware they're dishwasher safe lightweight bpa free Recyclable, and so clear that they often get mistaken for glass. They come as four packs on Amazon.com, but two packs and variety packs are available on their website at bcups.net. That's bcups.net. Go check it out.
1: Craft beer friends, and welcome to another episode of Tap the Craft Podcast. I am Denny Luce, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft from the state of Florida, the Wells Bro, Mister Chris McKenzie. How are you doing tonight, Chris? Denny, I'm doing freaking amazing this oh, evening. Nice.
0: Yeah, doing very good. Uh, enjoying some good beer, uh, coming off of a nice long weekend. Ooh, and uh, I, I'm just good. How are you doing?
1: I am fantastic, coming off of a super long weekend. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I know that uh, our listeners are probably f- confused because we had to record those uh, two shows kind of like back to back. And but hey, we didn't release. We didn't miss a release. You know, every two weeks we have a, a show ready. We 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 had you covered. But and I just finished listening to the last one today. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. it, is Gotta
0: it turn keep- out okay? It did. I got to, you know, got to keep up with it. Yeah. Uh, especially because you like to talk about the blooper reel that was at the end and me flubbing up the stuff I was trying to read.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's always good to have a a few a few bloopers for the. I oh, love those. Credits. Yeah, it's it's nice, but but yeah, I'm doing well. I, I'm going to talk about uh, my extended vacate, my extended weekend that lasted two weeks, uh, a two week vacation where I I spent some fantastic time on the Emerald Isles of Ireland and they truly are Emerald because uh it's I, I can't even explain how green how many different variants of green that I saw uh during my trip trip there. It's just it's absolutely beautiful. But I don't want to spoil spoil what you guys have looked forward to in the show. But maybe before we get too far in, are you drinking anything, Chris, or are you going sober on this trip? I decided to go completely sober for okay. the show
0: all right good no that, that'd that be silly I actually <laughs> and i picked this beer because again i was listening to the last episode that we recorded and i was talking about fort george brewery mm-hmm. so i had to go dig in the fridge again and see what might be in there and wouldn't you know it there's another fort george brewery beer in my fridge that i'm drinking tonight which oh. is called from astoria with love nice and it's a russian imperial stout that you have not had yet what are you sure I dub- well you ha- at least you haven't checked into it. Oh okay.
1: But it's it's a very tasty tasty beer. Okay, so now I need to find this one. If you said I haven't had it, I've had I buy everything from Fort George because I love Fort George Brewery. So if I haven't had this one yet then I'm missing out. I got to go find it.
0: And you know you're going to love it because it's a Russian Imperial Stout as well. Yeah. Yeah, you're
1: right. I haven't had it. In fact, you're my only friend that's checked into it. Oh no. I have Actually you haven't even checked into it yet. I have one no, I haven't. checked into it. Who was it? Angela.
0: Okay. Well Angela's not getting a shout out unless she listens.
1: I don't know. Angela, if you listen <laughs> uh, I see that you really enjoy this beer. You've had you checked into it three times and gave it four cap ratings. So this is obviously a tasty beer. What what are you gonna give this one, Chris? Uh, this is gonna be upwards of probably four point two five, four and a half. Wow, nice, nice. It's hitting everything you like in a good Russian imperial stout.
0: Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it because there's 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 no alcohol burn, which I, I'm I'm really happy to to not taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's nice and big and roasty. Oh no, what's going on? Um, nice and big and roasty. Um, the mouth feels really just. It's thick in your mouth, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, um, <I> <laughs> and it's uh it's you know, chocolatey, roasty, all, all the good stuff that we look for in a stout. Well, good. I I
1: love that in a stout, and and uh, you know, I had uh, I had a kind of a beer like that uh, that I'll talk about later when I talk about my uh, my right. craft beer in Ireland because I I do like I I love Russian Imperial stouts and I try to drink as many as I can. Um, because I I like that that hardiness that they they give you that extra roast and 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 high alcohol without the burn some chocolatey, oh yeah but but I also had one too uh,
0: my my starter beer while I was getting all my notes done uh, that I would love to just tell you about too that I know you really like this one from Georgetown Brewing in mm-hmm. Seattle yeah Bodie Zaffa yeah Bodie Zaffa good stuff huh I was really impressed with this one. Um, even, and, and this one, uh, was canned on the 21st of May. So oh. it's, it's getting, getting there, but, um, no, no off flavors or oxidation or anything like that. So, uh, worked out really good. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was glad I bought that one. I think there might be two
1: more. Oh, good. Yeah. You should, uh, but come in six packs. Well, not from Tavor. They don't. <laughs> 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 yeah they're not too bad i think they're 10 well you know what they might be they might be up in the range of 11 dollars a six pack i think they're a little bit more expensive but it's worth it i I don't hesitate to buy it when i'm in a mood for a if i see it on the shelf in the store and i'm in a mood for a really good ipa i'll go pick it up i used to buy they used to only before they started canning um i'd go to growler guys and i'd go and pick up a 32 ounce crowler of it and then i'd Bring it home and then drink the whole thing, and about you know one one quick sitting, it'd be gone pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's so tasty. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, what are you drinking
0: tonight? I'm done talking about my beer.
1: Yeah, so I am drinking a beer that we mentioned. I think we mentioned briefly when Haley was on a couple shows ago, and this is a sour, and it's from Elysian Brewing. It's the Huckleberry Berliner Weiss, and I've. I'm finishing off this six pack that we bought back then. I, I had a couple left and I'll tell you what. Um, this beer is really, I, I enjoyed it the last time I had it, uh, before we recorded that, that show. Um, but now that I've had more of it, I, it's really impressing me a lot, a lot more. And this is, as you, if you guys remember, I mentioned that this was a beer that I had about five years ago that, Maybe four years ago, four or five years ago, that um, I really didn't like. The sourness was just way too acidic and not very flavorful, and and I, I really didn't like it. And then it's been re-released in bottles recently, and now it is a much better menu, um, brewed uh, sour. It's not too sour; it's a little bit of tartness, good uh, huckleberry flavor, and that tartness too. Uh, and it it's just it doesn't leave any burn. It just tastes good, and I'm really enjoying it. So, I decided that tonight I was going to drink, you know, drink one of these, at least one, maybe two. I don't like to drink too many sours in a row because I don't want to have a chance of getting like sour gut. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll I'll drink this one, and I'll go and I have some more. Uh, I bought a six pack of uh, Payette Brewing's Fly Line Vienna Lager, which is one of my favorite lagers. Um, and it's just so good and goes down nice and easy. So it's a it's a good chaser for the sour because it you know coat my my stomach in some nice you know cereal malt doughy like bread doughy malt uh, uh, character and flavor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's what we're drinking. Okay, well hey, let's get, let's let everyone new to the show in case we have anyone new. Let's let them know what Tap to Craft podcast is all about. We are an educational podcast, and Chris and I, we like to focus around celebrating all things craft beer. We want to help all of our listeners along in their craft beer journey. Whether you're brand new to craft beer or whether you've been drinking craft beer for 20, 30 years, we know you're going to find something interesting and learn something about craft beer on the show. And you're listening to episode 130. This is the final episode in season five. Yes, we have now completed five complete years of shows. Uh, it's amazing. I can't believe how fast five years went by. Mm-hmm. And, and our next episode will be the first episode of season six for our s- starting our sixth year. So, just want to say, hey, thanks, Chris, for for joining me on this uh, this journey, and for John, he's out there somewhere. You know, he was uh, a major contributor for the first. Half of the <laughs> of the five years, mm-hmm, yeah. and now Chris, you've jumped in and and been a, a major contributor for the the second half, and 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 of course you've been contributing to our our uh, Facebook page and everything for uh, for a long time. So I really appreciate. It. So this this is a celebration of of all of our our fun times, and and hopefully we have many more uh, seasons to come if we can yeah. find content to keep everyone uh, you know keep every, keep everything fresh. Well, we'll just have to keep have
0: get more listeners on here. Yeah, yeah, we can get more listeners mm-hmm. for sure. We're it's not really that hard to do.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: if you've got a microphone and a set of headphones. Yeah, you can you can pretty much get on here.
1: Yeah, yeah, we that that's a fact. So maybe we'll have some more guests come on and talk about their craft beer journey. I'd love I'd love to do that. I'd, maybe, yeah. you know, we we had uh, wait we haven't had uh Kevin and Amanda on, right? They're nope. supposed to come join us too. So maybe we'll get them on. Maybe Jim and Ter- uh, Tara will come Tara. on, yeah, that'd be nice. Or maybe uh, their, you know, maybe uh, their daughter might want to come on too. She's a big craft beer drinker, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we'll find some more listeners to, to come on for sure. But uh, hey, we're recording this on Monday, July eighth, two thousand nineteen. This is a little bit earlier than we normally would, and and again, I have to apologize that I planned a trip uh, to go to to Oregon to visit my family this weekend. <laughs> and when when Chris and I planned the the recording schedule, we'd we'd actually booked a a guest that we're going to have on the next show. Uh and I I realized you know when I got back from vacation that holy smokes we're recording on a day that I'm going to be driving back from Oregon. So Chris was was a very understanding. And we decided to go ahead and move this recording up a week. So we are recording a week earlier than normal, but it's okay. Uh, I wanted to talk about our, you know, the content that we're going to be talking about, which is basically about Ireland, Ireland craft beer experience. That's what we're going to talk about. And I, and I use that word experience because that's used a lot in Ireland. When you're traveling from town to town, it's all about the Guinness experience and the, uh, the, uh, uh the Jameson distillery experience and the Kilkenny experience and the Blarney Castle experience I mean everything has an experience after it so guess what i'm going to steal that experience and we're going to call this the Ireland craft beer experience and this is something that surprised me a lot is i was afraid that all i was going to be able to drink in ireland was guinness guinness products and, and you harp know what?
0: don't forget harp and harp yeah
1: <laughs> and you know what i if you wanted to only drink that stuff, you can find it everywhere. It's actually a little bit tougher to find pubs and and bars that serve Irish craft beer from small independent craft breweries in Ireland. And even though they're not part of the Brewers Association that we have here that has their independent brewers logo, I did see that some of these breweries are doing a similar thing, saying that hey, we are independently independent Ireland Craft Brewers. They have their own little logo. It's kind of close to looking kind of like what the Brewers Association one looks like, but it's a a little bit different. And I think they're trying to make a stand to stand out away from the big beer that's in Ireland. And the big beer in Ireland is pretty much, you know, Guinness is a huge player in Ireland. So I want to talk about that experience. That's what the main topic of the show will be on this episode. Plus you can count on Chris and I having some great, conversation along the way and uh, let's uh let's go ahead and start this conversation chris let's go ahead and talk about what our listeners are drinking according to untapped
0: absolutely so we're going to start out with our buddy mike allen um mike looks like he's been putting in some beer work today Mm. (laughs) so uh we're gonna mike we're only going to pick on the ones that you rated four caps or above okay so uh, we're starting off with drinking Fighting Without a Fight by Academia Brewing. It uh, looks like he's drinking this at Beer Nevada. Oh. Gave, that one, gave that one four caps. No idea about the style or anything, but like I said, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of them in here. So we're going to have to uh, move forward with them. So uh, he's also drinking a Killer Penguin by Boulder Beer Company. Uh, gave that one four caps. I think I've had that one before. Hmm. Uh also drinking the Creek by DeGarde. I oh. gave that one four caps. but well, at least you're getting some good beers. I'll give you that one, Like, mm. Um Double Barreled Maple Stout by Avery Brewing Company. Gave that one four and a quarter caps. Yeah. So almost all of his beers were uh four cappers. And Patty Fay by Shram's Mead, hmm. which is uh I know is a big one that people go after. Shrams puts out some pretty amazing stuff, so I hear. I uh, gave that one four caps as well. Um, moving on to Mr. J Walker. I have to read this just because of the rating. Oh, uh, he's drinking a golden crown by Aldi stores.
1: <laughs> Is that a real Aldi stores has their own?
0: Uh, yeah. Headline? So I've heard this from a few people that they have, you know, it's like our Walmart show. Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, um, he, he writes Aldi special. Nice, but not the best. <laughs> Got a one cap rating on that one. (laughs) Look, it was super Uh, cheap, I bet. So, you know, (laughs) you got to find out. You get into stuff like that. You want to know, hey, is this really going to be good? Is this going to be like that hidden gem? And all of a sudden you're like, holy uh, crap. I can get this at Aldi. (laughs) No, it's only a one capper. (laughs) Uh, He's also drinking a Reinbacher Weiss beer. Oh, okay. So wait a minute. This one's by Aldi stores as well. Uh, Gave this one four caps. Whoa. There is a gem. and he writes, I do like a good wheat beer. Very nice. Purchased that at Aldi. Um, Jay, we need to find out a little bit more about your Aldi experience. So he's also drinking Dark Matters by Aldi. Four and a quarter caps. Whoa. Wow.
1: We're we're missing out on some good beer, I think.
0: Apparently. He writes, like this the first time. This bottle. And this time. I Jeez, I can't read. Like this the first time. <laughs> And this time, bottle is too small.
1: Oh, okay. He needs a lot more of it. Yeah.
0: Uh, so four and a quarter caps on that one. Uh, but we were all excited about those those dark matters and the the Rheinbacher Vice beer. Uh, let's go ahead and take it down a notch. He's drinking the Hoptical Illusion, which mm. that's a name from another brewery. Anyway, this was from uh, Aldi as well. The title should have given it should have gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> very hoppy beer, and I didn't like it. But I thought I'd try it. Good for you. Good. At least you tried it. Gave that one cap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he doesn't like
1: hoppy things, I guess.
0: I apparently not. Yeah. But he he recovers again, uh, drinking Medusa by Aldi beer. I do enjoy this one. It's very nice. Four and a quarter caps. So, I mean, you got to look at it. They all averaged out to about three and a quarter, three and a half. Wow, that's way better than Walmart beer. No kidding. Walmart beer wasn't even good enough to boil shrimp in like, uh, somebody was talking about before. Yeah. Um, Kevin Argauer is drinking Rosalini by platform beer company. Uh, he's drinking that at the streets of Oakwood Crafton trail, uh, four and a half caps. And I'd agree platform deserves some, some good high ratings on though, on those, uh, Jeff Seiler, Denny, you're gonna like this one drinking, uh, revision IPA. Oh, He writes, excellent IPA, piney, citrus, and tropical. Love this beer. Mm. Revision makes some of the best IPAs, period. 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 I gave that one four and a half caps. He was drinking a can of that today, about three hours ago. Uh, Jeff, again, is drinking an Offbeat by Bearded Iris Brewing. Uh, It's a good IPA day for him. Really nice, hazy IPA. Big tropical hop flavor. Bearded Iris makes some great IPAs. Four and a half caps on that one, too. Mm. Chad LaMassa drinking a Hawaii Five Ale by Distill Brewery. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, it's a good name. Uh, Heavy coconut aroma. Lots of it in the taste. Other tropical fruit as well. I get pineapple and mango the most. Four and a quarter caps on that one. Wow, nice mark church guess where he is he must be a trek he's a trek oh, he's okay. drinking the uh saint saint terry oh the saison by a, right by a trek brewing company great saison could huh? drink this all night long four and a half caps wow that's a good one. Oh man um, i need some of that
1: saison John. i know well he's
0: got a crowling he didn't he get a crowler machine yeah yeah just saying i'll text you my address <laughs> Uh, Crash Beer Drove is drinking a Klosterman Honey Wheat by Fretboard Brewing Company, right? Super sweet in a corn kind of way with honey added. A good lager for a hot day, but maybe too sweet to have more than just one. Mm. Uh, Three and a half caps for that one. Um, Jay Collins is drinking the People's Porter by Foothills Brewing at BB&T Ballpark. Uh, Gave that one four caps. Uh, No notes on that one, but he's hanging out at the ballpark today. Yeah, good um tom joseph is drinking a do the escalator to the 13th floor <laughs> oh wow by fat orange cat brew company oh. uh do you know about them
1: yeah I, I i had some of their beer uh i i think i mentioned uh a few shows ago they came okay. they, they they brought a couple cans uh, like a, a very small amount of uh Stuff into the Boise area as a, as a trial, I think. And I haven't seen him since, but. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, according to Untappd, they are a contract brewery
0: based out of East Hampton, Connecticut. Mm. Uh, writes another, another nice, full, juicy beer from the cat people. <laughs> there you go. Haley, Haley, here's your beer. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. liked the, she liked the, the can art on that. that yeah. Last that orange cat one I had. Uh, he gave that one four caps. Um Tom Joseph again is drinking lemoncello by Commonwealth Brewing Company. Give it three and three quarters caps, and he writes, "You'd think was as much as I love lemons. I would have loved this. Look at all those lemon ingredients. Didn't taste a lot of lemon." <laughs> well, he's got a picture of the can. It says lemoncello, lemoncello <laughs> style goza ale with what is that? With lemon, lemon bee brook. I don't know. Uh, Lemon bee brush, lemon balm, lemon zest, and lactose. Okay, so there's a lot of lemon style stuff in there. 3.9% alcohol by volume. Um, And now the picture is just too damn big to even get it. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... Um, and he writes. He, he just gave it three and three quarters caps. So it's. Uh, it, it
1: sounds like something I would really like too. But if I wonder if the lemon kind of got lost with the 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 tartness I and mean, goza. Maybe it got more, you know, tart instead of lemony. I don't know. I
0: mean, it be some sounds like something good to try on a hot summer day, though. Uh, But he makes it up with his next one. Tom's drinking an Equinox uh, by Commonwealth Brewing Company. Again, awesome beer, heavy on the juiciness and great finish. Four and a half caps. Mm. Uh, Back to our friend Mark Church. He's drinking a Kindling Wanderlust by Trek Brewing Company. Damn good wheat. Mm. Four and a quarter caps for that one. And last couple from the Gnarly Gnome. Uh, he's drinking a Raspberry Tart by Valley Vineyards, a Hefeweizen by Westside Brewing, and Dry Humor by Valley Vineyards Cellar Dweller. Mm. Uh, no notes or no ratings on that one. And last but definitely definitely not least, Tara Carlson. Oh. Drinking Elvis Juice by Brewing, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd she rate that one? Well, she said, hmm, I was hoping for mind-blowing.
1: Something... <laughs>
0: Something alien is in there amongst the grapefruit. <laughs> maybe maybe I need to ruminate on it. Gave it three and three quarters caps oh, on that. Oh,
1: man, I love that beer. Oh, yeah. Elvis juice is so good. Well,
0: you go drink more of it and she's going <laughs> to ruminate on it. That's what everybody is drinking.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. You know, um, Jim uh, picked up after he he messaged me saying that he picked up a a sampler pack from BrewDog after listening to our last show because uh, we talked about the BrewDog article Mm -hmm. and he was really curious. So uh, I guess that might be the first beer out of that sample pack that they're, they're trying.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure, but I mean, I'd like to hear what other beers you had, Jim, if you checked into them on untapped, I'm sorry. I didn't, uh, didn't cheers them for you or anything. Um, and that's, that's tough because I, that's one of the social, I get, I mean, this is beer social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, this is honestly one of the social medias. I don't really follow a whole lot I contribute to, but I don't really read a whole lot of it unless uh. I'm, you know, I'm checking into a beer and then I scroll through and, you know, look at 10 or 15 of them and I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, you know, toast here, toast here, comment here occasionally. Um, but I had, uh, I had somebody uh, reach out to me at, um, on the, 5th of July mm-hmm. saying, Hey, I'm going to be in a certain area of Florida. Do you have any recommendations? And I said, Hey, I don't really know that area too well, but I can find you some. I answered that today, which was three days after oh. he messaged me, uh, but he messaged me directly through um, the untapped app.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, so. that uh, so I also have a hard time finding that message thing. It, it's in a, it's in an odd spot. Like it's, I mean, I, ha- I I've had people, message me and, and I don't see it until I just happen to look at uh, whatever section it's in, which is in yeah. the uh, check-in section. So you're, you go, oh, to the, it? yeah, it's in the check-in <laughs> section you go all the way to the top right-hand corner and that's the message. Now, why would you have the message section in the check-in section? It should be I under heard. your profile section. Or you should it, be able to
0: like, I'm looking at Tara's check-in right now. Um, and, I, and I click on her name. And I'm on the I'm on the desktop version. I'm not looking at my phone right now, but I mean, there's there's nothing. Like I figure, even next to the like where it says Add Friend, Remove Friend, yeah, there there's, should be. there's three there's three little dots there, and I clicked on that, <laughs> thinking, okay, cool, that's where I'd be able to messenger. No, it says Report User or Block User. So, yeah, weird. Yeah, I don't even know where to find it. To be honest with you, I I responded because I clicked the uh, there was a flag up on my uh my pro- my profile picture and i clicked on that and it it gave me the uh the option to message back and forth with him so
1: hopefully i remember how to get back in there so i can give him some suggestions <laughs> yeah they don't make it easy for sure it's uh they, they need to fix that maybe that's maybe that's in the feedback they've received and they'll put it in a in a better spot but i mean it's kind of cool to have the ability to, to direct message mm-hmm. uh people but or your friends, but. It needs to be in a spot where you can easily you know find it it's 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 a little bit hidden away. I didn't even yeah. know it was there until i think I think the very first person that to, to use it with me was Tara, mm-hmm. uh and I don't think I responded back to her for like uh you know like weeks after she did it because I couldn't figure out <laughs> how to find it <laughs> so I feel bad but uh. Well, good. All right. Well, hey, that's some good beers. Uh, had some good laughs during that segment too. It's always good to, uh, to to have a a chuckle here and there. So Chris, did you have any beer related activities, uh, since we last recorded? Uh, nothing, nothing that stands out. Just
0: uh, you know, over the Fourth of July, drinking good beers by the pool. Those yeah. are my, uh those and that's my beer-related events.
1: Yeah, wearing uh, matching T-shirts and and oh, yeah. uh, having a having a good time, having some family squabbles or whatever. I don't know. You, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're just goofing around by the pool, and of course, everybody's
0: like, "You should put that on
1: Facebook." Okay, <laughs> let's do
0: that. Uh, well, good. Yeah, looks like a, it looked like a good time for sure. Yeah, I I think though you had enough. Beer-related activities for the both of us.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll talk about the beer-related activities in in uh, in particular during our Brew Buzz segment. But in this section, I thought it would be a good idea to talk about just some of my experiences in Ireland as a whole. Uh, you know, so if anyone has has wanted or thought about going to Ireland, uh, I thought you know what I might be able to give them some pointers and give them some of the things that really stuck out to me as being. Like the highlights of the trip. So, for one thing, I just have to say right now, um, the trip was amazing and it exceeded any expectations I had before I went. It totally exceeded it and I, it just was, was almost magical. I know it sounds stupid because I'm just visiting a little island, but I think I'm going to, as I go through this list of, of things, I think you're going to see why. It is kind of a magical place. And the first thing I have to, to mention is the thing that I was most impressed with truly were the people, the people of Ireland, the Irish people. And this is not just in one location. Literally in all the six different places we visited while we spent, you know, 12, well, 10, 10 nights in Ireland, uh, the people just stood out as being very helpful, very friendly and courteous. They wanted to help us find Places that we're looking for. Uh, you know, we spent a lot of time talking and, and striking up conversations with the local people, asking them, Hey, w- w- you know, I'm looking for craft beer. Do you know a bar that, that serves some local, uh, craft beers from the area? And yeah, sometimes we wouldn't get, uh, the answer we're looking for. And we just have a, you know, quick conversation, but then we'd get into, uh, you know, a, a bigger conversation. And I, you know, and they would tell us exactly the good spots to go to get some craft beer from this brewery or that brewery. Uh, I mean, amazing. They just were very helpful. Uh, you know, we were at different uh, places out in the middle. We we took the back roads, right? So we weren't, you know, we weren't, we were kind of out of the way. And we meet people that were out at these sites and these different small towns. and And we would just strike up conversations with them. Uh, just randomly, and we just had some wonderful, uh, I mean, just wonderful conversations, and they never failed to give us insight in some of the local things to do, places to eat, and places to drink that were just fantastic. Every, every, every suggestion that we received was just spot on as being a very, very nice, uh, spot to, to go visit or, or to eat at. Um, so yeah, so, I recommend that if you go to Ireland, don't be afraid to talk to people. Uh, you'll be surprised at how eager they are to help you and how friendly they are. Uh, and the service, like the service at the restaurants uh is top notch. I mean, they really go out of their way to make your experience very good, very nice. So also, as I mentioned, we took the back roads through Ireland, and I drove. And I think that everyone that comes to Ireland you need to experience Ireland by driving through the land because that's when you really get to see what Ireland is all about. You get to see the different environments and it's amazing how much the environments change from town to town. As I started off in Dublin and we worked our way south along the, you know, along the coast and inland a little bit, we went inland a little bit and we went out to the coast and around the coast and then we went back inland a little bit more up up towards you know heading back north and then um again back over towards the coast of the west coast side and uh, and then we drove all the way around the west coast uh, peninsula over there by the cliffs of mohar uh, which is amazing and yeah the roads are tight narrow scary you're driving on the wrong side of the road all the cars are manual transmission, so you better know how to drive a manual transmission or you're going to be uh, hurting. hurting. Uh, and it is a little bit different driving on the right side of the car versus the left side of the car and shifting with my left hand versus my right hand and having hmm. the reverse where my – in in my car that I drive at home, which is a manual transmission, uh, my first gear was where the reverse was in this car. So I kept – trying to slam the car into reverse while I'm trying to go in the first gear. And I almost backed into, I mean, I actually went in reverse a couple times and almost backed into uh, the car behind me because I wasn't used to, you know, having the, the reverse where my first gear is supposed to be. But, hey, it's a great experience. And I think if I wouldn't have chosen to drive and we would have taken a tour bus, for one thing, you're on that tour bus schedule. And those tour buses, they're just go, 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 go. And you don't want to have to be up on the bus at 6.30 in the morning and then stop at a stop and you have 30 minutes to go and do the sights. You want to be able to control that yourself. So by having your own your own vehicle and, and, and in control of your own timeline, that really makes a big difference. And you can do the stuff you want to do and and not, not worry. Also, I didn't have – the only set itinerary we had was where we were staying each night. That's the only itinerary. Everything else in between, we just played it by ear. There was some things we wanted to try to do. And for the most part, we did those things. But we didn't hold ourselves to a tight schedule. We had to be here, 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 and here. We just said, here's some things to do. However we're feeling, we'll do them. Here's the priority of what we want to try to get done. And for the most part, we got everything done we wanted to and a lot more. So don't hold yourself to a tight schedule. You don't want to make a vacation fun. Don't make it you know, work. Let's see. What else? Um, uh, it's I say I say it's important not to just see as many sites as possible, but find the awesome spots and enjoy the time into the spots that you really enjoy. Don't try to cram in every single spot. I kind of mentioned that. And, again, the countryside is beautiful. Each area of Ireland is unique, and you need to drive the back roads to truly enjoy the country. And another thing is don't just eat at the pubs. If you want... You can just go and eat at the bars and pubs. They have most, almost all of them have food, but do you know what? The food is all the same at these pubs. So if you really want to enjoy Ireland, go outside of your box and go to some of these restaurants. The rest, I'll tell you what, they had such a wide variety of different types of cuisine. And a lot of their cuisine was like fusion, right? They're taking different uh, cultures and mixing them together and making their own special meal. Man, we had some fantastic meals. And I'll tell you this, the hardest thing about Sarah and I um, traveling is having finding food she can eat. I was really worried. With her allergies, it makes it very difficult for her to eat in, in restaurants, even in the States, because a lot of restaurants don't cater to allergens. But in Ireland, it's a law by the country that they, if you tell the, the waiter that you have a food allergy, if they put that food allergy or if you get that food allergy, that, uh, that food you're allergic to into your food and you get sick from it, the waiter, the owner of the, of the restaurant and the cook are all held accountable and can be fined and sent to jail depending on how much damage was done, um, wow. by it. So they take their food allergies very serious. And I'll tell you what. 10 nights eating in Ireland. And the only time that Sarah had a problem was the very last night we were there and we were tired. We were doing the cliffs and we, we ran into a town and they didn't have a lot of selection. So we had to eat at a, at a pub because that was the only thing available. She told him, she picked something that was low on, you know, that didn't have the allergies total not to, you know, include uh, some salad dressing that she knew would have one of the herbs that she's allergic to. Uh, and then it, the meal came out and the salad did have some dressing on it. She didn't realize it had dressing on it until she put one piece in her mouth and she immediately spit it out. And luckily the damage was very minimal. We were able to go to the the pharmacy and get her some antihistamine uh, over the counter. And that was able to take care of her, her uh, issue because she didn't actually eat it. But just putting it in her mouth made a reaction uh, occur and it and Luckily, no, no nothing, no harm came. But that was the only incident of all the times we ate out that was any problem with the with the food. So it's really, it's really nice, and and the food was fantastic. And I I had some suggestions on the Facebook, my Facebook page of some places that were really, really outstanding for providing some of the best. Probably the best meals we had in Ireland, and and the service was was fantastic. So so don't just eat at the pubs. If you want to really experience things, go out and eat at some of these restaurants. And just to name a couple that, that, that really stood out, uh, McLeary's in Waterford and Momo in Waterford. Those two restaurants truly were fantastic. The food was incredible. I had a, a seafood pie, um, like a shepherd's pie, but it was with mm. seafood. Oh, my gosh, it was incredible. That I mean, sounds good. oh yeah! I mean, just really good. the The drinks they made there were fantastic. Uh, I mean, they had some really nice drinks and some really good. I mean, the food and the service was great. And the waiter we had was like the like when I picture an Irishman was like the was like the perfect Irishman. That uh, you know he he was funny, he was jovial, uh, was very entertaining with uh, with his service and 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 kept us entertained and and served us really well and he had you know he's dressed all prim and proper like I would expect a, a good irishman to to dress and it was i don't know it was it was nice so so that was good and momo again was f- incredible in having so much food that was made deliberately without these known allergens uh it was incredible she had a meal and a dessert and she, and sarah's not able to eat very much dessert because There's not very many desserts that don't have butter, eggs, uh, milk, uh, you know, or nuts in it, right? And those are her major allergens. And she was able to eat a very nice dessert that uh, didn't have any of those things. So it was very good. So I want to say that. And then the last thing I'll just mention is um, go visit these small coffee shops. We ate breakfast in these small little quaint coffee shops every day. We didn't go to big places and eat these fancy things we went to these little coffee shops and oh my gosh you get really good service and really uh good breakfasts a lot of times i was you know i was getting some of those full irish breakfasts at these places some places were offering more of a mini uh breakfast and then some were just i was just getting you know um bacon pancakes and french toast and stuff that was just really really well done the coffee was good Service was great. Just the environment was fantastic. So I recommend going out there and just trying out these little coffee shops and you might, uh, you know, find that you have a, a better experience than eating, you know, at the hotel, uh, breakfast bar or whatever. And just to mention one that really stood uh, up above and beyond in our, our experiences was in Kilkenny. Uh, this was the Cafe La Coco. Uh, and we had a great time there. And, and, uh, yeah. So that, that was it. Okay. That's enough of my uh, Irish uh, tips and, and hints for you guys out there. Hopefully, um, these will help you if you decide to go to Ireland. I recommend everyone uh, go to Ireland. It's a happy, fun uh, place that that is, is truly magical. Okay, Chris, I've talked enough for uh, the last few <laughs> minutes. It's time for you to start uh, chatting away at some of your noteworthy beers. Okay, so... My noteworthy beers, uh,
0: I've got two IPAs and a stout hmm. on my noteworthy beers. First one is going to be coming from Drecker Brewing. Now, I suck and I don't have this information up where Drecker Brewing actually is. <laughs> uh, but they made a uh, a beer called Freak Show. And it was just really just a um, oh Fargo, North Dakota. Oh, all right. Wow. Okay. Well that just makes it even better. Yeah. I'm um, they familiar. made a beer called freak parade that I gave four and a half caps to, uh, that was, it was just really good, super juicy, citrusy, tropical. Um, and you know what else got me was the can art. Oh yeah. Um, if you guys look up my, uh, check in, uh, on untapped, that it is, it's a pretty cool can. And the, uh, the art on it is really cool. You got anything from, you know, different, you know it's more like a comic book on the front of it, like a. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, a comic book's the best way I can kind of describe it. But it was it was just a really good beer. I love I like that one a lot. Um, and again, the fact that it's from North Dakota. Yeah. I don't ever get beer from North Dakota. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's uh, that's almost unheard of. Uh, and then I had another one from Levante Brewing or Levante Brewing Company, uh, which is out of westchester pennsylvania so mm-hmm. you're looking at the eastern side of the state for that one um i believe somebody's going to call me out on it <laughs> let me know uh but i leave i believe westchester pa is on the east side of the state towards new york um towards North new york city as a matter of fact um this one what, <laughs> i bought this one specifically just because of the name and again, the can art got me. The beer was called Tickle Parts, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and Tickle Parts uh, is is written in as an exceptionally dry hopped New England IPA, uh, low bitterness, rising hop aroma, and a feathery, soft mouthfeel. Um, this one was all of that, um, and then there was some definitely like some some pineapple or some citrus flavor in there. It was almost like um, it was almost like eating some some thinner like sherbet or sorbet that had melt melted oh yeah um it was just it was good it, and again the, the can art gets me a lot it's again in my check-in on there there's a picture of the uh the can the tampa bay lightning glass and some little animal characters
1: that
0: are in there. <laughs> but yeah th- this one was really good i was glad i got these these uh these last two they came from tavor uh as much as I like to buy beer from them. And the last one, it's kind of bittersweet to uh, get to try, try this beer because this one came from red Cypress brewing here in Florida, who Mm. sadly are closing their doors if they haven't already. Oh, so they uh, were getting the last of the few kegs that are out in distribution right now. Uh, and I had a death roll stout. So, uh, the name for that death roll, something that an alligator would do when it gets its food, but the death roll stout, um, nice and chocolatey and roasty. Uh, but this one was on nitro as well. And this one was, uh, this one was part of our, our nights out, uh, people watching, sitting out at the, uh, at one of the local establishments in Tampa, just people watching all the craziness going on in, in the, in the city. And uh, I gave that one four caps on that one as well. Uh, the Tickle parts—I don't know if I mentioned that one. I gave that one four caps as well. So there's uh, there's a few of them. A lot of the beers I had this past week, though, they were either lower on the uh, lower on the rating or they were repeats, mm-hmm. and I didn't check them in. Yeah, we still got a ton of Hidden Spring stuff that we've got to drink.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I um, i <clears throat> I'm gonna. Ju- I'm kind of the same way, Chris. That I drank before my trip and after my trip a bunch of th- beers, but um, nothing really stood out, no new or noteworthy. And I figured I'm going to talk about some very good beers I had in Ireland. So I'm just going to save my new and noteworthy beers for the Brew Buzz segment when I actually, okay. you know, talk about some of the beers I had at these breweries that I visited in in Ireland. And, uh, and yeah, so I figured that would save us some time, uh, since okay. I didn't have anything special.
0: And that has got to be kind of tough because you know you got
1: you probably tried a lot of beer while you were there. At I, least I hope you did. Uh, I did. Yeah, yeah. I tried a lot of beer, and I drank a lot of repeat beers while I was there too. <laughs> like a lot of Guinness uh, stout. I mean, I, I mean, people always say the the Guinness tastes better in Ireland, and Sarah and I both agree. That the Guinness is better in Ireland. Now, we don't know if it's because we were in Ireland and we just had this euphoria at the time. But we drank Guinness at like every single town we stopped at, we had Guinness. So we. I kind of wanted to see if, if as it went on, if it changed and it tasted different. I'll tell you what, the freaking Guinness style in every stop we stopped at still tasted good. So I think it's uh, it, it must just taste better in Ireland it must, you know, that's what I hear too. Yeah, so. it, it does. I, I, it doesn't, it tastes, it, it actually tastes a little bit richer, I think in Ireland than it does here. I think here hmm. when we get in the States, it's rich, but it's not like over like too rich, right? It's it's more subtle and more, it's more subtle. And over there, just, it just feels like it's got a richer roast to it. Uh, and it's, and it's creamier too, it definitely seems like it's creamier uh in Ireland, yeah, we drink a lot of a lot of Guinness stout all right, well, guess what, Chris? We have some b cups to give away, so why don't you go ahead and uh let's let's go ahead and choose a winner of the third this is our third set of b cups, right we're giving away yeah, our third set of yep. b cups,
0: so we out of the uh out of the many many entries that we have had. <laughs> The winner of our next set of B-Cups is
1: Mr. Ben Harris. Yes, Sean Neer on Twitters. So hopefully so, hopefully Ben's still listening to us.
0: Well, if he's not, Ben, you have, what do we give him, two weeks? Do
1: we record our next show? Well, we're recording it early, too. So you have one week from the time you hear this to let us know that you <laughs> that you <laughs> want the B-Cups. Uh, that you listened. Let us know you listened, uh, and and you won. But if if you do listen, I'm sure you listen right away because you can't get enough of me in your ears. I'm sure. I
0: th- I thought we were recording on the twenty first.
1: Yeah, that's uh. This that's releases on
0: away. this releases on
1: the eighteenth.
0: Oh. Yeah. So if it releases on the eighteenth,
1: then yeah, we they only have three night. days. <laughs> How about we do this? How about we give them until the next show. After this one, if he doesn't answer, then we'll pick a new a new that, okay. that'll give him a full two weeks. OK,
0: so it looks like if we're recording on the 21st. We're going to be recording on the 4th or the 5th of August. OK, so, Ben, you have till the 4th or the 5th of August <laughs> to reach out to <laughs> us. Send us an email at tapthecraftgmail.com at Gmail dot com with your uh, mailing address, contact information so we can send out a four pack of B-Cups to you.
1: Yeah, you don't want to miss out on this. And if Ben doesn't answer back by the 4th of va- of August, of April, <laughs> of August, mm-hmm. we will choose another winner. So you still have a chance because you have to listen. You have to listen to win. That's right. All right. Kay. Hey, I, uh, I didn't put any feedback or listener questions because I don't think we really had much feedback, uh, from the well? last show. Do you, do you remember any feedback? Um, not off the top of my head, no. Yeah, if we did, I apologize. Uh, this was a quick a quick show put together. But, uh, but yeah, it's okay. We'll have feedback. I mean, we are recording early, so maybe we'll have feedback uh, that comes a little later. But it's okay. I'm sure there'll be some feedback from this show we can have in our next episode. Mm-hmm. But if you do want to contact the show, you can do that in many different ways. You can do it through email. Uh, Chris just gave us or gave you guys the email address. It's craft at gmail.com or on Twitter. Just follow us at tapthecraft. And on Facebook, you can follow us and and, uh, post on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tapthecraft. And we do have a voicemail number. That poor number is not getting much use. Uh, But, hey, go ahead and leave us a voicemail at 208-536-3359 or 208-53-ODDLY. And you can have your voice heard on the air asking a question or telling us about your craft beer journey or giving us some feedback. Whatever you want to do would be fantastic. And we want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show. They provide the hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you enjoy the content that Chris and I are putting out, then we know you'll find some other great content like the following. Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny. John and Chris. Hey, and if you want to check out more great podcasts, check out the Operform Radio Network over at Operformradio.com. We have such podcasts such as Operform Radio Proper, Facetious, Geeks for the win Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gaming Vessels, Slash Entertainment, and Conspiracy Otter. Hey, thank you so much for checking out Tap the Craft today, and please leave these fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this great show. Hey, thanks again for listening. Now it's time for the Brew Buzz, and the Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various beer-related topics. And, as I already mentioned in this episode, we are going to talk about the Ireland craft beer experience. And believe it or not, there are a lot more to Irish beers than just Guinness. I know everyone thinks that you go to Ireland, all you're going to drink is Guinness beers or Harp or Kilkenny. All of them are all Guinness-type beers but it's not true and it's actually worth it's worth it to find some of these craft breweries that are out there in ireland and find the pubs that are actually serving up some of these craft beers that's that's the key and as i mentioned earlier the best way of doing this is yeah you could search on your phone for beer places uh you know ireland craft beer i i, I did that and it will give you some suggestions but you know what a lot of those suggestions aren't gonna have the craft beer that you're looking for the The best way of finding the you know these uh, bars is to ask the locals, and that's what we did. Now you could ask if you go if you do find a local brewery and you visit and you can ask the beer tender there, say, "Hey, is there any other places around that serves up uh, you know good Irish craft beer?" and most likely they're gonna point you in the right direction because they're probably visiting those places too. And that was the case on a couple of the stops is that they, they pointed out some, uh, some great places that, that you wouldn't necessarily find if you, if you didn't get it from a local. So, uh, there's, there's a lot of places to drink, but you owe it to yourself to find those pubs that have some, some really, really great Irish craft beer. So I visited, uh, I pretty much visited a craft brewery at every single stop. We've stopped at six, at six, uh, different towns. And stayed overnight, and I'll kind of go through those towns and tell you how long I stayed there, what the beer prices were in general, and a few of the key spots that we either drank at or that I recommend that we may not have drank at, but we got recommended by um, other people. Uh, We just ran out of time and couldn't drink, you know, at all of them. There's a point in the story where I I stopped drinking for a couple days, uh, and there's a reason why, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna tell you right now what that is. I pretty much, for the first five days I was in Ireland, all I drank was beer. Uh, I didn't drink any water. <laughs> Jeez. And um, you wouldn't think that would be a problem, but because we were pretty active, we were walking everywhere. Um, you know, we were, when we were driving, I wasn't necessarily drinking water because I didn't want to have to go pee, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. So I was just driving. We were doing walking, you know, we were stopping places, walking. We were doing a lot of, of of activity that was that was causing us to causing me to lose water and the only thing that i was putting back in my body when we're stuck when we're stopped for the evening was beer hmm. uh, and most people when i most people wouldn't find a problem with that but when you do that for an extended period of time and your body doesn't have the the, the water it needs um your kidneys start to have problems so, I think my kidneys were having truck problems, which worked into kind of maybe some kind of a bladder issue uh, that caused me to have a severe high fever. I mean, like, a, like 105 degree temperature. You know, it started like on, I think it was the sixth, the sixth night we were in Ireland. We got done drinking at the end of the night. You know, it's like, and it's late. Uh, it's, you know, I, I was, I had to, I had some, I was, I didn't wear a jacket that night. So, I had some chills. But I thought it was because the breeze was kind of blowing. I was kind of chilled, and I was, you know, had a little shakes. But I just kept drinking, which wasn't probably a good sign. I shouldn't be drink when you have the shakes. Uh, by the time we got back to the hotel, I was just burning up with a with that high fever. That that lasted that night. Uh, the fever broke next morning. I felt fine. I went all day. Um, I realized at that point that hey, I think I need to drink some water. So I bought some water, and we started drinking more water. And I decided that you know what, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna uh uh save my kidneys a little bit and drink water and not drink any coffee or uh or beer or alcohol uh that, that day. So I didn't drink that first that next day and I just drank water. Well that night at five o'clock I got another fever. Uh again, we went all day, you know, walking and doing stuff, and I just got I think my body just got worn down, and so I had another fever. Now the fever wasn't as high as it was the first night. And it broke pretty. It broke within like a couple hours of of me having it. Uh, but then I still felt like crappy, so I didn't drink the next day either. So I went two days without drinking after drinking solid for six days, and then my I got enough water where my kidneys I think were were working better, <laughs> and I could keep drinking. So then after that I I started drinking again. So there was two nights that I couldn't drink because I didn't want to. Die in Ireland. I don't want to ruin my trip. So that's probably smart. Yeah. I, so I just want to. This is a public service announcement because I never thought this would happen to me. I've traveled a lot. I drink a lot, but there was days when I would start drinking at ten o'clock in the morning, and I wouldn't stop until one o'clock at night. We were stopping at pub after pub after pub. We're walking. We're having a good time. That that actually in a in a sus, sustained Time can cause damage to your body. So don't overdo it. Drink water. Don't forget to drink water. In the States, I have no, you know, I'm, I always drink water and beer. Um, In Ireland, you don't necessarily get water unless you go and ask for a glass of water. Um, So you need to go and and make sure you get your water and stay hydrated because it it will wear you out. So, but I I survived. I'm here to tell you the story. Uh, So that's good. So, all right, let's get on. So, I pretty much visited a craft brewery or a craft beer pub in all the cities we visited. Uh, Most of the craft beer I tried was actually very, very good in Ireland. And some of the beer was not so good and some was just plain bad. So, But the majority, I'd say 80% of the craft beer I had was was really good and reminded me a lot of the good craft beer we have here in the States. So they do have a very good craft beer scene in Ireland. And I didn't realize that until I visited her myself. I never imagined that I would be visiting a brewery at every stop. I just didn't think that was possible. But there's quite a few breweries in Ireland, and even the small towns have a brewery. So there's plenty of of places to, to try while you're in Ireland. So don't let that discourage you on your visit. It was tough to find bars and pubs that serve beer other than the Ireland, quote, big beer, but if you ask enough locals, you will eventually find these gems. And that's what we did. And here's some of these gems that that I'm going to mention here. So we started our trip in Dublin. We flew into Dublin. We spent two nights in Dublin and found a few nice places to drink. And keep in mind that a pint in Ireland is 20 ounces. So it's, a, it's an imperial pint. So all these pints are 20 ounces. So you're paying for a 20-ounce pour. And the price range for... Uh, the a pint in Dublin was between six and eight euros, depending on where you're, uh, you know, where you're drinking at. Now, if you're drinking in a more popular, like Temple Bar area or a place that you know serves a lot of of uh, tourists and stuff, you're gonna that price is gonna be jacked up to the eight euro mark. But if you're you know, if you do go to the outskirts of town, then you can it back down to about the six five to six euro uh, mark that's not bad. Yeah, it's not it's not horrible, but it is expensive, right? It does I mean it it's it's it reminds me similar of what I pay in Israel for for beers uh, at at the pub. Well, I was just currently I
0: was looking at the current uh exchange rate like right now uh 1 United States dollar equals 0.89 euros. So, if you were to spend 8 euros it would be 9 bucks right
1: now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's I mean it seems to be reasonable what we have in, in the big the big towns for sure. So, uh, so yeah, that, that just gives you an idea of, of what you do. So the few places that we drink, uh, the brewery we went to there was Porterhouse Brewing. They offer a variety of styles, like, you know, a good variety of styles of beer. Um, they had very solid pale ales and IPAs. Uh, the red ale and porter were both on nitro, so as— as you guys all know, I'm not a big nitro fan and guess what? The nitro actually ended up hurting both these beers. I just thought that the nitro just thinned out that red ale, so it just was like it didn't have a lot of flavor and the same thing with the porter. The porter just couldn't stand up to having that nitro. It just it just kind of washed away all those roasty notes that you normally would get in a porter uh and really I think took took away from it. So I I didn't really like that. Um but I will say that the the two stouts that weren't on nitro the oyster stout and the imperial stout wow these were really well done and i'm not a huge oyster stout fan a lot of the oyster stouts that i get here in the states they tend to be a bit gritty for my taste I, I, and and gritty is just not that there's literally grit in there but they just when i drink it it just kind of has this like gritty character to it i'm not a big fan of it but this oyster style was actually pretty tasty, and it had a little bit of a smoked character to it. Not a lot of smoke, but just a little bit of smoke that, that kind of, I think, made it stand out. So, yeah, those were both really good. And again, that's Porterhouse Brewing. And then we went to a, a very nice craft beer pub. It's like a, it's called Underdog Pub. And uh, uh, this was uh, like a an an old English slash old... Ireland Irish pub in like a basement pub because it was actually you walk down into the basement and it was decked out with wood paneling and and a really cozy place and it had a very nice selection of rotating craft beers from around Ireland and also the neighboring countries. I mean they really had some nice beers and they they said that the taps rotate every night so you don't have the same beers on each night they rotate through and they they get new beers on so you always have a variety which was nice. We we were going to visit that place the second night we were there too, but uh, we ran. You know, we just we got busy and, and hit some other spots instead, and we didn't we didn't go back there. Plus, the beers were a little bit more expensive. They were serving up sixteen ounce pints, and they were uh, six euros. And then they had, and it actually, it was like six to eight euros for a pint. And then they had like uh, the more expensive one third liter pours. And, and they had those for eight euros for a third of a liter so that's a very expensive pour but uh, but those were also special beers like in fact one of the beers that I bought a one third pint was uh was from uh Lervig Lurvig, Lurvig brewing out of Norway uh it's called coconuts and it's an imperial stout and this beer w- was just like you said Chris it was like the Epitome of what you want in a, a very good imperial or Russian imperial stout. It's got that thick, that thick body. Uh, and this one had coconuts in it. You tasted that toasted coconut and that chocolate, and it was just like the mouthfeel was just really nice. It was, you know, it's, it's almost like basically buying one of those prairie ales, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're paying $10 for a a third of a liter uh, bottle same thing i paid basically ten dollars for a third of a of, of a liter uh, glass it was good the other beer that i had there was from um an irish brewery called oh brother brewing and it was the rainmaker new england ipa uh and and that was a really good uh juicy tropical flavorful a ro- big aroma like this this New England IPA really stood out as a fantastic beer. And I gave that one a four cap rating. I gave that coconut Imperial out a five cap rating. That was how good that one was. So there's a couple beers that we had while we were there at this uh, basement brew pub, which I recommend everyone, if you go to Dublin, you, you should go check it out. They, they really have some nice selections. and some really nice environment to, to, uh, to drink in. Then um, we also visit, we, you know, we visited. Some other pubs, but the ones I that really stand out is uh, is another kind of like locals pub uh, on the outskirts of the Temple Bar area. Not in Temple Bar, but just on the outskirts of it. And it's called the Palace Bar. And this is like an old Victorian, uh, Victorian decorated uh, brew pub. Uh, again, a, full of locals. There were a few tourists in there, but mostly locals. And we struck up a couple conversations with the locals in there. And these are old guys, you know in their late 50s uh, up to uh, their late 80s. I mean, there's one guy we chatted to. He had to be like 85 years old, and he just had some great stories about, uh, you know, growing up and, and working uh, in the northern port part of Dublin, and and it was really nice. But um, this, pub, this pub had the normal Guinness uh, string of taps, but they also had two two craft beer taps on here. And the beers we had here were both from from Ireland, and one was the Galway uh, Hooker brewery. brewery. It's called Galway Hooker. That's the brewery, and it was their Irish Pale Ale, and the other one was Open Gate Brewing, and that was their Citra IPA. The Irish Pale, the the, the Galway Hooker was a decent Pale Ale. I gave a three-cap rating. It wasn't anything special. I don't know if the tap lines were maybe as clean as they should have been, and it was giving... Maybe you know some off flavors. Um, I will say that the Open Gate Citra IPA that beer tasted like it had uh, a an off flavor issue, and it it really tasted like it had uh, butterscotch in it, like it had uh, you know some diacetyl, diacetyl issue, and uh, it just every time I took a sip of it, it just like hit me in the face with buttered popcorn, butterscotch like flavor. I was like, this beer is not good. So. I, I drank it cuz I didn't want to waste that uh, 6 6-year-old pint but uh but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't my favorite for sure. So you got to be careful. I don't you know some I don't know how how uh, often they go and clean their lines at some of these places. Well I got to say two things. One,
0: I'm glad you don't ever waste your beer. Cuz there's been numerous times where you and I have talked and you were like, "Yeah, this beer was awful, but I drank it anyway." No, yeah, yeah. It hasn't <laughs> there's only been one beer that I dumped. Yeah, or the, there was that uh, you you got a six pack of something from somewhere. And it, it was a, uh, I think it was from payette that you got it and it was just not carbonated. I still drank it. Yeah. You still drank The whole it. six pack. Yeah. <laughs> and you went back, got your free one and some. Yeah. So yeah. that was pretty awesome too. I got to say, it's pretty awesome that you guys, Um, and I always recommend this too, is go and talk to people who live there. They yeah. know where all the good stuff is. That's why I love the fact that people message me all the time and go, Hey, we're coming to Florida. Where should we go for beer? D- yeah. Do it. I, I I absolutely love that because they're going to give you the, they're either going to give you the very, very best of what's around or they're going to mess with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's hope they don't mess with you. That'd be bad. Nah, but for the most part, I, in any situation that we've ever been in where, you know, you, you say, Hey, you know, where where would you go if you were going to go get a, you know, get a good beer or go get some good food? And yeah, you know, they live there more than you visit. So yeah. Definitely, definitely strike up a conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just talk. It's, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I know people are shy, but it's time to break, break out of that shy, shy shell and, and just chat when you're in a foreign country. Cause it's really, mm-hmm. I mean, you learn a lot. Right? That's what the fun, the fun part is. All right. And then the last place in Dublin I want to talk about is a place that anyone that visits Dublin, whether you like Guinness or not, you have to go to the Guinness Experience at the uh, at the Guinness Storehouse. The tour. Um, I'll tell you what. I've been on a n- bunch of brewery tours. Uh, this one is 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 uh, self guided, so you're not having someone you know walk you through and and tell you what it is. But they did such a wonderful job in making this ex- quote experience an experience. Uh, the visuals. The, the, the learning of how the process works, the history of Guinness, I mean, the advertising, the I mean, everything about how Guinness was started till where they're at now, you're going to learn all of this stuff on this tour. Not only that, but then you have the opportunity to learn how to pour the perfect Guinness pint uh, by a professional, and then you get to actually pour your own Guinness pint and drink it yourself. And I'll tell you what, it was so much fun to to learn how to pour the pint correctly and then to pour it ourselves and then sit there and drink uh, our pints at the end uh and enjoy uh what we had to uh what we poured. And I really enjoyed it. Now there's other there's different tiers of tours you can do. We were gonna do the connoisseur or cons, cons-, cons- consort I don't know. There's another another uh Con- concierge or something like that. Concierge, concierge, connoisseur. yeah, something like that. Uh, but they only offered that at a time that we were we were, we went early. We mm-hmm. got there at ten a.m. right when they open, because we that's the time when it's the least busy. So we wanted to get through, and we spent three and a half hours there. But if we were to to get that extra package, it didn't start until two o'clock. Uh, was the next opening, and I wasn't about to stay there and do another uh, longer time so we decided not to to get the extra add-on package that's what amanda and kevin recommended that we do but Mm -hmm. uh the timing just wasn't right for us and we had other stuff we wanted to do that day so um we didn't do that but even without doing that the experience was really really good and i recommend that everyone go and and do the tour uh you won't be disappointed even if you don't like guinness uh go do it and try it you know you can it's it's worth it for sure. All right, so that was Dublin. So next we spent two night two nights in Dublin. Then we jumped in the car and we drove to Kilkenny City, which is about uh, an hour south of Dublin, and we spent one night here. And Kilkenny is known for Smithswick's Brewery and ales. And there's a Smithswick's Experience Brewery Tour uh, that's provided there, but be- because we were only there for one for one day, um, we didn't go and do that tour because we figured it wasn't going to be better than the Guinness. Uh, but they do offer a similar, you know, smaller experience with that. If you want the, I think pretty much it was a six euros per pint, uh, across the board here. We, we drank it a, a few different places and it seemed like that was the going rate six euros per pint for 20 ounce pour. And, uh, the, the two, the, the one plate we, like I said, we visited a couple of places, but there's only one that I will for sure that we visited that I really enjoyed that I recommend. That's going to Sullivan's Brewing. It's a little uh, brewery there in uh, Kilkenny. Uh, it's a nice small brewery. They have uh, a tap room, an indoor outdoor beer garden. Uh, they have a wood fired pizza oven, so they make up homemade pizzas, which were really tasty. Um, I want to shout out the beer tender, Rob, uh, if he's listening. Uh, I, you know, he, I, I told him that I do a beer podcast, and he grabbed a business card from us and wanted to to listen to it. So hopefully he's listening. Uh, He was very, very uh, nice and friendly. And this is this one guy was handling all the activities inside and outside the the brew pub. I mean, he was he was busting beers back and forth, busting tables. uh, I mean, doing everything a one man show. uh, Really. Really good job. I really was impressed by Rob. So, hey, shout out to you, Rob. Uh, he also provided us with the suggestion of the next place I'll talk about, which we didn't make it to because, uh, we were starting to get tired. By the time we left, uh, his place, we were starting to get, uh, tired. We started walking over to the next brewery. We decided that, you know what, let's just go ahead and, 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 uh, you know, call it a night. It was getting late. Uh, but, uh, but I, I want to mention that, that Sullivan's, their Malting's Red Ale won the best draught ale in the world competition in 2017 and 18 in the International Brewing Award. So, you know, they had a, uh, a, a Red Ale that, that won the best draft beer international world. So of course I had to have that beer. And I'll tell you what, that beer was very good. In fact, um, I gave it a four and a half cap rating. Uh, because I really enjoyed the the beer, it had some great flavor. Um, it just everything worked. The malt and the, and the hop, everything was balanced really well. It uh, it wasn't uh, hoppy, and it wasn't too malty or sweet. It was just like a perfect blend. Um, so I can see why it it won uh, uh, best dropped ale in the world. Uh, so if you go to go to Sullivan's, uh, check out their beer. Very good beer. Um, while I was there, I also had a Galway Bay. Weights and Measures Session IPA. Now, this is another Irish brewery somewhere in the Galway uh, location. And uh, I'll tell you what, this is a Session IPA that tasted like it was a full-on IPA. And one of the things that Sarah struggled with is, you know, Sarah is a huge IPA snob. She's a snob. She only likes IPAs with big, hop flavor. Uh, she doesn't like those wussy you know, low low bitter, low hop character. She wants an IPA that she can, you know, taste those hops. And so every time she tried to get an IPA, she was very disappointed. But she really enjoyed this uh, Session IPA uh, because it was a Session IPA that had a lot of flavor and body to it, even though it was, a, you know, a, a 4% uh, IPA. She really enjoyed it. And then the place that uh, Rob uh, told us to go to was a, a craft beer uh brewery pub called brewery corner we were heading that way and like i said we started heading and we we realized we're getting tired and decided to to go back and call it call it a night but uh, i i looked up the place and they have uh you know a good selection of of craft beers uh on tap so next time we go to Kilkenny, we'll for sure stop into the brewer's corner all right next we went off to Waterford city where we spent two nights. Now Waterford city is you take off from Kilkenny, you go South a little bit more and then head over to the coast. And this is right uh, along the coast. Uh, and we spent two nights there. We found ourselves drinking at a one local craft beer and whiskey bar for both nights. Uh, and I'll talk about that, uh, that brewery or actually that, uh, that bar and uh, some of the beers that we had over the last, over those two nights. Um, so they they offer their beers for six euros per pint, also six euros for a 16 ounce can. So whether it was a 16 ounce can or a 20 ounce pint, was both six euros. Not too bad. Those are that's not. I mean, not not horrible. Now I drank a lot of cans at this place. I drank a lot of draft beer. Um, I'll talk about a couple of them. Um, I I did drink some brew dogs that I already had. We had Elvis juice. I know that Tara's not enjoying the Elvis juice, but Elvis juice was. On tap while we were there, and we had a pint of that. They had actually a rotating BrewDog tap. Every night it changed to a different beer. Wow! Uh, it was like a specialty thing. So they had so they had BrewDog IPA on tap all the time. And they had a rotating tap, uh, and it's always it's kind of cool. So it, the the craft beer bar was called Revolution Craft Beer and Whiskey Bar. It's a very nice it's a nice large venue. It has both draft and cans and bottles of a lot of local craft beers and like I mentioned they do have that rotating brew dog draft which we did take part of uh, both nights so one of the, let me go through some of the beers uh, Kinneger Brewing uh, which is a, a, a Donegal Ireland brewery which is in the northwest part of Ireland, uh, we had their Big Bunny New England IPA and we had this um, at this brewery and we had this Big Bunny at uh, oh gosh we had it at uh, another place I don't mention on here but we we drank this Big Bunny quite a bit um, while we were in Kilkenny or Waterford I mean uh, it's it actually is a pretty good New England IPA now does it stand up to the stuff I drink from Revision no I gave it a three and a half cap rating but for the IPAs that we were getting in Ireland it was a, a pretty good IPA that that we like I said we drank it over and over again while we were in, in the town um, Another one we had was the Metal Man Metal Man is a, is a Waterford brewery Now uh, this is called the Calypso IPA I gave this a 3 cap rating Now we we meant to go Visit this brewery The problem is the brewery is only open From noon to 5pm And we didn't get a chance To make it over there before 5pm Because we are doing other stuff That took us away from the town So I I had intentions of going to the brewery and then it, it fell flat because uh we just couldn't make it before 5. Um so we missed out on that. But we did have the Middleman Calypso IPA. I gave that 3 cap rating. It was it was okay. Uh, I thought the the Big Bunny was better. Uh also had the Wicklow Wolf Sorachi Red Irish Red Ale. Uh this is from Wicklow, Ireland, which is just south of Dublin on the coast. And I gave that 3 and a quarter. It was a it was a decent red ale. And then comes the brewery that I drank a lot of at this place. And these are all in 16 ounce cans. And this is called yellow belly beer and their brewery, just, uh, North of Waterford in Wexford. Um, and I'll tell you what, I, I fell in love with their artwork for one thing. And Chris, I has a link in our show notes. If you want to click that and go to the page and just check out some of their artwork, just like you said, like comic book style, their artwork is comic book style why is it comic book style because their graphic artist is an oh, illustrator wow. and they do their own comic book for the brewery yellow belly comics and this is like this is almost like clown shoes <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's so it's so good the artwork is incredible uh, so i fell in love with the artwork right away like I, I if i had room in my in my luggage i would have taken every can that i bought and i would have brought the can with me home because i just love the artwork um but let me just talk about a few of the beers i had so the first one i'll talk about is it's called it's not vodka russian imperial stout and uh, we had two cans of this because i got a can and and i just loved it and of course the girls start to sip on it and like ooh we want so we got another can and i shared it with them uh wow a really good russian imperial stout just like you mentioned earlier tonight Everything that I like in a big, strong style without the booziness. It was super smooth. No sign of the big, big alcohol in it. I gave that a four and a half cap rating. I really loved it. We also had the Castaway Berliner Weiss. And again, a very well done passion fruit Berliner Weiss. Now, passion fruit can be hit or miss. And this one, it was a hit. It, they, they used the passion fruit just right. With the, um, with, the, with the tartness of the blender of ice and a little bit of that lactose uh, sugar, I think, they had in there to kind of smooth it out. Uh, and it was really, really well done. I gave that one a four-cap rating. They had a in Space IPA. That was probably the one that was my least favorite because, again, we're IPA snobs, and we had some better IPAs, so that one we only gave a three-cap rating. And then the Wolf of Malt Street, which was a milk stout, and uh, we gave this one a three and a half cap rating. Uh, it was good, but not as good as what we had with that uh, that it's not vodka Russian Imperial style. So, man, Yellow Belly Beer. Um, I never heard of them, but now I just I I've fallen in love uh, with their beer and their and their art. So I'll put a link in the show notes if you guys want to go and and follow Yellow Belly Beer and check out their their web page. Check out the beers they offer. Um, they offer free comics. You can download their comic. Books in PDF form, and check out what they you know what they have. So, so yeah, that was Waterford City. I really enjoyed our stay there for sure. Now, the next stop stop we did. We're coming back around to the south, the south point of of Ireland. So now we're in the in the, in the far south, uh, Cork City, and uh, we spent two nights in Cork, uh, mainly because um, in in Cork is right next to is right near Blarney Castle and the Jameson uh distillery. So we want to do both the tour of the distillery and the Blarney Castle. So in order to do that you have to stay uh in Cork because it's the closest town. Now, this this city was my least favorite city that we visited mainly because this city is more like a big city you'd find in the states, like visiting New York City or but but not so nice and glitzy, right? Like the rundown part of New York City, uh, <laughs> it, it it was it was dirty, uh, more industrial like, um, and a lot of the people that we came across were rowdy, and it was more like a party town. And it was and there was a lot of twenty. Like we went to uh, I'll talk about this uh, this brewery we visited that uh, I was very disappointed in, not only with the beer. But with the people that were in there serving the beer, it gave off this vibe of uh, like a bunch of twenty somethings with uh, with attitude and, and angst towards so I- life. Irish hipsters, Irish hipsters, and <laughs> they just totally pissed me off, and I don't like that behavior. And that was the the one place that had negative uh, that that was negative towards the people, right? That and i don't i can say all of cork was like that i'm just saying the places that we visited uh it seemed like that was the the going attitude was just a bunch of young 20 somethings that have attitude hipster irish irish hipsters um mm-hmm. so let me just talk about that uh about that brewery we visited so there's two breweries in town i went to the one closest to where we were at i made a mistake uh, and because it was The one we went to was called the Francesc- Franciscan Well Brewery. Um, and, and honestly, like I just mentioned, my least favorite experience in Ireland was going to this brewery. Uh, not only is the brewery operated by a bunch of freaking assholes, uh, it's also <laughs> uh, some, the worst beer I had in Ireland, by far the worst beer. Five or six beers, and only one of them was even drinkable pretty much, and that was their lager. They had a really good light lager. And it actually, was a, it was the Archway American Light Lager. Yeah, it was Light Lager. I gave that 3.5 cap rating. Everything else was less than 3 caps because it was not good beer. It was very, very poorly made beer that had not a lot of flavor and was just really, really disappointed. So I do not recommend going to the Franciscan well if you go to Cork. Now, the other brewery I had a choice of, which I should have researched before I chose Because I think I would have had a better time here because the Rising Suns Brewery, this one, after I looked at the website, they won five gold medals for five different beers at the World Beer Awards. Wow. So these guys, I guarantee, would have some beer that I would enjoy. So in hindsight, I should have researched it before we chose a brewery and gone to the Rising Suns. Now- we were there for two nights. So I had two opportunities to go. But remember I told you I had the fever. So I had the fever on the last night I was in I was in Waterford and I had the fever the first night I was in Cork. So there was two nights I didn't drink. Actually, I drank the last night in Waterford, but I only had one drink because I had the first fever was the first night in Waterford, then the second night in Waterford. I only had to I didn't drink anything all day but I had one one drink. I I, I limited myself to one drink that that day and then the next day I didn't drink anything. So so yeah, so that's why I owned, I could only visit one brewery while I was there. Um but yeah, so that's my experience in Cork City. Um now moving started going back up north along the west side of the country. Uh we stopped in Killarney City. And we spent one night in Killarney. It's a very small, quaint town on the edge of the Killarney National Park. Uh, and this is a, this is park area that's a national park that has lakes and, and trails to hike in, uh, waterfalls to hike up to, uh, you know, beautiful, uh, national park. And, uh, we had a, we had a good time there. We did, uh, we spent two and a half, three hours, uh, hiking up to a waterfall back down to the lake and around, you know, just enjoying the, uh, the, the beautiful scenery. And I think during the hike up to the waterfall, the way the light was shining through the trees was the most breathtaking, breathtaking scenery that I had of showing all the vast colors of green that you can see in Ireland. The, the light was shining through, and and I was seeing about a thousand shades of green. I swear, and I just it just took my breath away. And I tried to get photos of it, but you know what? A camera just cannot pick up the same sensitivity to these colors as my eyeballs could because it just I couldn't I couldn't get it to match uh, the colors. It was just incredible. It just really made me feel good. So that was a nice hike, beautiful little falls, uh, and good time. But that's the, about the only thing in this area, you know, there's not a lot to do in Killarney. People go there to go do the trails. They hike and they, they do bike, it's like a bicycle trail to go around the lakes. And there's a lot of stuff to do out, outdoorsy stuff. But there's not a lot to do, like uh, visiting, you know, castles and stuff like that. But we, you know, we did the hiking and stuff. And we went to the, the Killarney uh, Brewing Company. And I'll tell you what, I absolutely love the beer at this small little quaint town's brewery. Uh, they had a huge, I mean, a very large variety of beers. All the beers were well done to style. They were done to style, but they were also done with a little bit of flair to them too. So they weren't just generic. They tasted clean and, and like the style should, but they added a little extra to give it a little bit of a umph. And I really enjoyed all the beers. In fact, it's the only place I bought a T-shirt from was from Killarney Brewing because I love their beer so much I had to have one of their T-shirts. So we bought a T-shirt, a brewery's T-shirt there. And uh, let me talk about the beers. Uh, they had a really tasty Devil's Hell Hellas Lager. Uh, I gave that a 3.75 rating. They had a Golden Spear Blondale. I gave a 4-cap rating. Uh, and then they had one of the best red IPAs I've had. Called the Scarlet Pimpernickel Pimpernel IPA. Gave that a four cap rating. And by far the best stout on nitro I had in Ireland. Again, I hate nitro beers, but this stout was fantastic because it had the nitro smooth creaminess, but didn't give up give up the the maltiness and the and the roastiness of the stout. I still had that roastiness that that came out that really made me feel like I was drinking a stout. Uh, it was called the Casey Brothers Extra Stout. Four cap rating on that one, too. One of the beers that I was a little bit uh, more strict on with my rating was their Christmas in Killarney Belgian Dark Strong Ale because everyone knows that I'm a Belgian Dark Strong Ale snob. Um, this one was decent, but it definitely doesn't match up to the quality of the Loose Cannon uh, <laughs> Belgian Dark Strong Al. Nothing ever will. Yeah, but I gave it a three-cap rating just because it wasn't a bad beer. just wasn't what I expected. You know, I expect a lot from my Belgian Darks. So then it takes me to my last city, our last visit. We were in Limerick City for two nights. This is, again, up north towards the west coast, but not on the coast. It was like right on the corner, right on the bay right there. We stopped here for two nights because this was – a stopping point where we could stay the night, and then next morning get up and drive all the way to the west coast, uh, Atlantic coast side of Ireland, and uh, and and see the cliffs of Moher, uh, which is amazing, right? These these tall thousand foot uh, cliffs. We spent four hours walking along these cliffs, and we we walked about twelve kilometers total, I think, in those four hours, up and down. And these weren't like even trails, either we were walking up and down hills, around rocks and stuff. It was, I mean, it was it was pretty cool. But I also got a pretty bad sunburn too uh, from that <laughs> walk, and it was all overcast too. There's no the sun wasn't shining through. It was like an overcast day, and I still got burnt pretty bad. But uh, but yeah, we spent at Limerick City. Now again, we did a lot of talking to locals. I mentioned that, and when we were at the Jameson Experience Distillery. I was, uh, I had a little foo bar. I, I was, uh, we were doing our, we were doing our, uh, our tasting of, of the whiskey and I went to, uh, to pick up one of my, my whiskey samples and it slipped out of my hand. But I, as I, as it slipped, I went and caught it before it fell. But when I caught it, it, you know, the whiskey kind of shot out of the glass onto the, the young lady next to me. And I got it on her arm and her leg, and I, I apologized to her at the time. Oh, I'm sorry, I this glass slipped out of my hand, but I I caught it. And I didn't mean to, to get it all over. And of course, her her boyfriend was was uh, saying, "Oh, it's just another night for her," you know. It's no, you know, she, they were joking around. So we started chatting and talking, and you know, they they asked us how long we were in in, in the country for, and we said, "Yeah, we're finishing up our our." Uh, this is when we were in uh, Cork, by the way. This is uh, when we were at Distillery, so it's. It's a couple cities before, but I, this is when we learned about Limerick City. He says uh, we told about our trip and we said where we're going, and he says, "Oh, you're going to, you're going to Limerick, huh? Why, why are you going to Limerick City?" I said, uh, I, mean, "I said because that's where goes, that's where I'm from." And then she goes, "Yeah, it's called Stab City," and we're like, "Stab City?" It's like, "Yeah, people get stabbed there." I'm like, "Now all of a sudden Sarah's getting worried." It's like, mm-hmm. "For real?" And he said, "Yeah, there's a few stabbings that happen in Limerick City." So they said, "Don't stay out past." Past, you know, late, you know, don't, don't stay out late and don't go to these certain areas that tend to have these, these bar fights and fights break out. So we were a little worried, but we get to Limerick city and I will say that there is a little bit more high strungness there, right? People, it kind of reminded me of, uh, of, of like gypsies, like those gypsy shows you see on, uh, mm-hmm. on TV where it's all these Romanoff gypsies and how they have these, uh, attitudes and they, they really get in people's faces and want to, you know, show them that they're tough. There's a lot of that going on in Limerick City. And there's a lot of high-strung people that are already, like, strung to 11. And then when they're walking by and someone bumps you or whatever, they go off on you. I mean, there's definitely a lot of uh, tension in that town. But not everyone was like that. There was just certain people that were more high-strung than others. And I'll tell you that I was a little bit concerned when we first got there and I was on edge and I was making sure that I... You know, I was ready to, you know, protect the, the girls if I needed to because I didn't want to get stabbed and have them stabbed. But it turns out that not all the people were like that, right? That was a small, like maybe there was a, a third of the people might have that kind of uh, behavior, but most of the people were just as friendly as we've seen in the other towns. And we were doing a walk around the whole city. We, we did a, a nice walk to try to you know, we wanted to get some exercise and and uh, and see what the, you know visit some of the sites. And as we we're coming back from our walk, we passed a brewery that I didn't realize was there called Treaty City Brewing. And I'm like, oh, it's a brewery. And we're like, Well, oh, let's just go in. And you know, it looked like they were open. We go over there. And we try to open the door, and the door is locked. But there's a guy inside, and uh he comes over the door and he opens the door and he says, hey, what what you guys doing? It's like, oh, we're just seeing as you guys were looking like you guys were open. We want to try. We we actually drink craft beer we want to try your beer i've I've tried to craft beer in every city we stayed in he goes oh man he says uh uh we're we're closed for the next two days we're doing some uh you know some uh building or something in here and we we can't open and i was like oh man i really was hoping to try your beer and this was the owner by the way the owner comes out and he says yeah i'm the owner i i i own the brewery and we start talking we were chatting it up and He's asking about where we've been and, you know, we're doing a whole thing that we normally do with all the people we've chatted with. And he says, I said, I said, do you have any, you know, I said, I'd really like to try your beer. Are there any places in town that I can go get your beer? Oh yeah. So he pointed us out to two places to go. So we didn't actually get to drink at the brewery, but we did have a very nice conversation with the owner of treaty city brewing. And like I said, he went out of his way to to be friendly with us and to apologize for, for his brewery not being open for us to be able to drink his beer. But he, he sent us to um, the Lock Bar, uh, which was down the street from where he was at. He said, yeah, this, this place uh, serves up some of my beers. I said, okay, we'll go there. And then he gave us another place that was close to our hotel that also serves up his beer. So we decided to visit both these places. And both these places were really fun places to go. Um the lock bar was uh was a great place to 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 have uh, pub food but like amped up. It wasn't like standard pub food. It was pub food that was uh done with a little extra care and effort. And uh and we ate there and had a good meal. Uh and had a good, you know, had a good time. They have uh two different sessions of Irish music and dancing that goes on. They have a, a early session at 5, which we were there for 5 o'clock, uh, 5 p.m. session. And they have a later session that starts at 9. And the second day, we were there at 9 p.m. for that session. So we were there twice, uh, drank beers, ate dinner there one night, and then uh, got to listen to the Irish music and watch the Irish dance, uh, which was very nice. They also have an outdoor space. Uh, we actually sat in the outdoor space uh, uh, the first time we were there. We sat inside the second day. But yeah, the lock bar was very good. And I, and while I was there, I had the Treaty City Hells Gate Lager, which is a Hellish lager. Um very good lager. I ended up drinking like I don't know, like four four of these lagers when I was there. I really liked it. Uh I gave it a four cap rating. Uh super, super good lager. And then the other place they told us to go to was Flannery's bar. Now Flannery's it flannery is a a name of a family, like a founding f- family in Limerick City, but they're also like a name. the The owner of the brewery was telling us, "Yeah, uh, it's also like uh, like the the uh, Irish mafia, you know, kind of thing." Like th- this family is like uh, you know a big family, and 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 they you know have a lot of business in in the city. But he said, hey, but there's, this pub is really authentic and nice, and they serve as beer, and the you know the bartender, the, the owner, is super nice. So we went there and uh, drank for a couple hours, and uh, and I'll tell you what, the most authentic, cleanest, well-decorated, a lot of, uh, I mean, just it was a, a wonderful place to go and, and drink. And the owner, Paul Flannery, Served us this beer. The guy's gotta be like 70 years old. Uh, and I, I'll tell you what, he single handedly operated that pub inside and outside, uh, serving beer, collecting money, conversation, everything, uh, like a professional. I'll tell you what, I, the guy, I mean, ran that place really well. And again, a locals place. I think we were the only tourists in this place. Everything, everyone else in there was an, a person coming off of work and, uh, and having a pint before they go home or whatever. And I'll tell you what, we had a great time, drink some great beer. While I was there, I had the Treaty City, the t- Treaty City Harris Pale Ale. Uh, again, a wonderfully done Pale Ale. It, t- it had great malt and hop balance. Uh, not, not sweet, not too bitter at the finish good citrus like flavors in the hops. I gave that a four cap rating, drank two of those that night at there. Um, really enjoyed it. So if this was if uh if I was living in Limerick City and worked in the in the in the town, I would be drinking at Flannery's bar every night because that would be my local hangout. I really, really enjoyed uh that bar. So there you go, Chris. That pretty much sums up my uh my Irish craft beer experience. That sounds like a hell of a vacation. (laughs) And this is only some of the beers we drank. I didn't list all the beers. I just listed the ones that, uh, either stood out or that were, you know, special, but, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of good beer and I drink a lot of Guinness too. Don't get that. Don't get me wrong. I drink a lot of Guinness.
0: Yeah. And who uh, who else was with you? I, I heard you say the girls a couple of times.
1: Yeah, so uh, it was Sarah and I, and we also, our good friend uh, Nikki came with us. She uh, has been wanting to visit Ireland for a long time, and uh, originally we were going to have her and her boyfriend come, but they broke up, so um, <laughs> it ended up just being her, you know, her and, and us, which is okay, because she's like our our sister, like a little sister to us, Sarah, mm-hmm. Sarah and her are, are really close. And I'm, I mean, we're, we're all close to each other and I work, Nick and I work together. And, oh, okay. And, uh, and we're just good friends and, and we just thought, you know what, it, you know, we don't mind having company and sharing the experience with a good friend of ours. And so we went as a threesome. I mean, nice. a threesome where <laughs> she had her own room, she had her own room. And I just, uh, I just drove, you know, she just rode around along with us and, and uh she not have to worry about driving i just drove i just chauffeured them around everywhere but we yeah we had a great a great time and a, and just it was nice to share the experience with someone else too well okay. good we're good all right so chris uh somehow we've a- we were able to to drag this show on in nearly two hours, so I think it's time to 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 call it uh an end unless you have any other questions about my Irish craft beer experience I do not. Not at least not right now. If I do, I'll text you later. Okay. All right. No problem. So let's go ahead and, uh, take, take a moment to raise a glass to anyone you'd like to raise a glass to
0: tonight. Yeah. I would love to raise a glass to my buddy, Patrick Ford, who has been uh single handedly, uh, getting all of our, all of our it needs taken care of at our training facility. Oh, uh, he, oh. he's, he's basically come in and said, okay, well, look, you, you guys need this, 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 and this. And he said, here's a link for all of this. Uh, I'll order it for you. Uh, he ordered everything for us. Uh, we went ahead and just, you know, said, Hey, here, just use our credit card so you can place that order. He ordered all the stuff that we needed. Um, and he's been, he's been putting in a lot of, a lot of time with us just to get everything installed. I mean, we were running cat five cable under a floor today. It (laughs) was, it was, you know, amongst the other things that we had to do, but, um, Hanging all of our access points in the building, and um, I mean, I've I've never bought a um, uh, a battery backup for anything in my life. All of those today, <laughs> uh, but anyway, he's been helping us out. I mean, anything from the installation of our new phone system that showed up um, to you know getting our our internet up and running as best as it can be. Uh, so I want to raise a big big glass out to Patrick because he's been good he's been doing this uh, we started about two weeks ago uh, when the internet got installed in the building and uh, we finished up everything today I hope mm. um, our our number ports over tomorrow so from uh, from the cell phone that we use in our office and then that's porting over to our building tomorrow so we'll see what happens yeah. but uh yeah we this would have cost us thousands and thousands of dollars to do and he he's doing it all because we can help train his dog
1: oh okay well good it's good to trade trade uh talents yeah
0: yeah Yeah.
1: and and he's uh you know he's
0: he's the part of the group of people that is here in the tampa bay area that is from the cleveland area
1: oh oh (laughs)
0: yeah so we have a we have a a small group of people here that are in st pete clearwater Tampa that either lived in Cleveland or Akron or they're all, they're all friends from previous, you know, previous different things in that area. And then everybody moved here. Mm. So, uh, so fortunately we got to meet him a couple years ago and he's been helping us get that all set up. So cheers to you, Patrick, buddy. I appreciate you so
1: much. It's been a huge help. Nice. All
0: right, Denny, who do you want to raise a glass to?
1: All right. I- I'm going to first raise a glass to uh, Jim Kutzel. Uh, his birthday was July seventh. Uh, sixty-seven years old. Sorry, Jim, I just told everyone your age. But uh, hey, you look great for for sixty-seven. Happy birthday, Jim. Yeah, enjoy the beers. I hope that the, the BrewDog beers are uh, are uh, are good for you. I hope you enjoy them. I I, I enjoy the BrewDog, so I, I want to make sure I don't I don't uh, tell you wrong for sure. And then I also just need to raise a glass to all the people of Ireland, for being so damn awesome and uh, making Sarah's and my 30th anniversary vacation trip of absolute joy. So cheers to Ireland, the people of Ireland for sure. And, of course, being a former serviceman, I want to raise a glass and thank all those who have served and who are currently serving in the U.S. military services, protecting our freedoms. I hope that all of you guys that are deployed will be able to come home Soon to your families and safely, safely to your families for sure. And Chris, why don't you go ahead and raise a glass to our sponsors?
0: I want to raise a glass to B Cups, a supplier of outdoor craft beer cups for partnering up with us. And I encourage our listeners to go visit their site at bcups.net. That's B-C-U-P-S dot net. Or you can check out the other things they have going on at fermentedreality.com. You can check out the world's first full line of style-specific plastic beer cups for people on the go. Whether you're hanging out on the beach, by the pool hiking in the wilderness, or even enjoying some time on the boat. B-Cups are great for any place you can't use standard glassware. You can also go visit our friends at Tavor, use the promo code TAPTHECRAFT, which is all one word, and they will give any new user a $10 credit after they spend 25 bucks. And it is not hard to do that.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not, not at all. All right. Well, you can find the beers and the links mentioned in the show in the show notes located on the show post at openforumradio.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Loose Screw and Chris. How can our listeners follow you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore Mackenzie eighty two or Untapped and Instagram at MCK one four or five and of course you can always find me on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash tap the craft.
1: Alright, it is last call. Time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening and we ask you to please tell a friend and of course subscribe on iTunes, such a radio, tune in, Google Play, or however you listen to your podcast. As a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers.